0: In
1: Kansas you have my curiosity
0: welcome back to get real the podcast where we get real about all of our favorite pop culture movies and TV shows my name is Sam and with me as always is my super speedster bat wonder aquazam squadman
1: <laughs>
0: co-host
1: <laughs> Sorry, I think you missed out Martian Manhunter uh, I missed out Black Adam <laughs> as
0: well, but we, we, did, we did our best. But yeah, joined with me, as always, is my co-host, Chris.
1: Hello, I think you also missed out about uh, 50,000 members of the Suicide Squad. Oh, well, I'll,
0: I'll let you <laughs> take it from the top. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, Excellent. Geez. Yeah, that Excellent. wasn't going to happen. Nah. <laughs> How well, are you doing, mate? Are. You
0: good? Uh, yeah, I'm good, man. How are you? I'm good, I'm good. And here we are again for another week. We're talking not about TV shows. We had a bit of a stint of TV shows last week.
1: Yeah. All about DC FanDome. I mean, there was some TV stuff announced, but none of it seemed to be that interesting that it's not hit any of the headlines, whereas everything else to do with the movies seems like the most interesting thing in the world right now.
0: Yeah, and I mean, if you've released any kind of news that isn't DC-related over the last few days, it's totally been overshadowed by everything from DC FanDome anyway, hasn't it?
1: Literally, like, Marvel could have just released, like, a new trailer for something and nobody would have noticed. They could have just dropped Black Widow online and nobody would have noticed yeah. right now.
0: Apart from that, Marvel are just doing the Avengers game, which uh, I think was a little bit lukewarm. I think we spoke about it last time. Received a little um,
1: bit. I really enjoyed it in the beta.
0: Yeah, the beta's cool. I think it's one of those where it plays a lot better, but I think just
1: people are worried that it's a little bit grindy. <laughs> Maybe, but I don't mind that sort of thing. I think it depends what type of gamer you are. No, and I think if you if you think if you like the characters,
0: it doesn't really matter as much. I guess yeah. it's like like uh,
1: we ground um, Destiny One and Two out for years. So
0: yeah, and it's like how we would like I would grind any kind of Star Wars game forever and ever and ever just because you're really mm-hmm. invested in the characters. But anyway, before we talk about DC Fandom, we've got a couple of little bits to catch up on. Uh, First thing is, this episode has gone out a day later than what we usually would. Uh, Apologies for anyone who was confused yesterday, our lovely listeners. Um, (laughs) With DC Fandom coming out at the weekend, it kind of messed up our recording schedule a little bit. So where we would normally record towards the end of the week, we had to wait. And it just meant with life happening, we had to put it out today. But here we are. Uh, Yep. Better late than never. Better never than late. Wait, nope, nope. <laughs> That'll do. That'll do. Um, right, okay. Have you got a couple of bits of news at all, Chris? That you've. Uh, um,
1: I've got a couple of trailers to talk about. The one bit of news that I have got is the release date for New Mutants. Yeah, it is coming to cinemas. It's not a ritual. Um, it, it's not. It's 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 happening. It's you, a film. You can actually it's buy out. movie tickets for it now. You can it. August twenty eighth in the US. I'm not sure about the UK release date right now. Let's check.
0: I'm just stall gonna for fill. time. I'm just gonna fourth of gaps.
1: September. Okay, so it's not too long. Fourth of really. September in the UK. Yeah. See, that was the date that I had in my head. That's why I was surprised when I saw the US release date. So yeah, fourth of September. I think it's only gonna have a short run in, maybe, and then it might drop onto Disney Plus. Oh, Chris, we can't go watch it on the fourth of September. Now nah, we're busy. We're busy. Oh dear, busy. Is this um, going to be
0: our first trip back to the cinema
1: since? Well, Tenant comes out in two days. Oh, oh, oh! <laughs> uh. We should probably go watch Tenant. We probably should. I've already started to make plans to go see Tenet. So if you're down for another IMAX trip, then
0: uh, yeah, Um <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. I'm really down. Um, hang, have you seen some of the... Well, hang on. You have seen some of the reviews because you sent them in the chat. But more for the listeners. What was your thoughts on the reviews for Tenet? Because I know we saw a couple that were a little
1: bit... Nah, but I think overall, it's been really well-received. Yeah, there was one really, like, naff review. Like, not the review was naff. Everyone's entitled to an opinion. Like, But, like, one review which gave it two stars in The Guardian. Ouch. Um And then everything else seems to be giving it... I think it was sat at 4.8 out of 5, or 83% on Rotten Tomatoes, I think, was the last time I checked.
0: Yeah, there's a couple of um, places that have been, like, it's good, but it's definitely
1: not Christopher Nolan's best film. Yeah, which, I mean it's going to be hard for anything to be his best film at this point yeah like I mean, all his films are smashes and the fact that they're saying it's great but it's not his best work is like saying yeah it's fucking it, it, it's it's the best out of a It's the worst out of a pile of gold type thing, is is what they're saying at that point.
0: Yeah, I mean, just to list a few, Rotten Tomatoes, it's on 82%, Uh, Empire gave it a 4 out of 5, and then IMDB gave it an 8.5 out of 10, and an 8.5 out of 10 is pretty respectable. Funnily enough, The Guardian has gave it two reviews, (laughs) one three days ago and one one day ago. Um, it okay. gave it 2 stars originally and then it gave it 3 stars. So
1: <laughs> <laughs> See, like there I read go. that one from the Guardian and it seemed like whoever wrote it has a major hard on for Inception, which is fine. <laughs> but like then they they went into it being like well, they came out of it saying it's just exposition for 2 hours. Um and I don't like that, like, if it's going to do exposition for two hours, do it the way that Inception did it. And I'm like, it's a completely different film from Inception. Yeah. I think they just went in there expecting Inception because it's, a, like, the closest related one that he's done, isn't it, is Inception.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you're going to send someone to review a film, the question is, is do you, do you send the guy who's, oh, he really liked Inception, he really, really liked it, so <laughs> he should probably go and do Tenet that's probably not the right thing to do, to be fair. You should probably just send someone who generally likes films and isn't kind of got a bias to, like, they think Tenet is the best film ever because you go in and you're constantly comparing it to that rather
1: than just rating it as a film, I guess. Yeah, literally, like, everything that it said, it just related back to Inception. I'm like, that's fine and all. It's two, obviously, very close, similar-themed works from... Uh, the same director the same author but you need to take every piece of media as it is at face value for its its own merits like you can't go into a marvel film and start comparing it to like the godfather or something like that no. you know what I mean like you, you need to separate yourself from other things
0: yeah of course so maybe next week
1: we talk about tenet there you go hopefully hopefully uh any more bits and bobs news wise from you um, I've got trailers. Have you got some news before I dive into a couple
0: trailers? Uh, yeah, I've got one thing. It's been clarified that the Obi-Wan Kenobi Disney Plus series is actually only going to be one season. It's going to be a limited series,
1: so it's literally the one season is what we get, and that's it. Which maybe that's why we're getting so many rumours about such big names coming back for it, because it's just going to be a one-and-done, like they know this is their only chance to come back as those characters, maybe.
0: Yeah, I mean, the thing is, is like... I mean, how much time are you going to cover? Like, I know, obviously, you've got all the time of Luke growing up, but I imagine he's not been up to too much in that time. He's probably just been too busy watching over him. Yeah. And there's only going to be so much drama that happens in Luke's life while he's on a moisture farm, I guess.
1: Um, Well, I don't think it'll be so much about Luke's life. It'll be Obi-Wan's life in the meantime, won't it? It'll probably have... uh... Oh, no, never mind. Oh. I was going to say, maybe repercussions of his like romance and stuff like that from the Clone Wars era and stuff like that, maybe.
0: Yeah, Defo, Defo. I, I think yeah, and I think it'll be a lot of flashbacks and stuff for him. Maybe. I yeah. think all it really needs to have. I, I mean, you're not you're not going to. I don't think you're going to get Maul because you've got the arc that happens with Maul and yeah. Rebels anyway. So you don't need to put that on the on the um, in live action as well. But no, maybe,
1: everything they seem to be doing at the moment leads up to something between Obi-Wan and Maul. Yeah. Like we just had it at the end of uh, Clone Wars as well.
0: So I think it'd be cool to get a little bit of maybe Obi-Wan talking, bring uh, Qui-Gon in and then bring Hayden Christensen in and just let's get a bit of Vader and Obi-Wan. Let's just get them meet just one more time on screen because
1: yeah. everyone wants a bit of Vader. You saw what... A bit Rogue of Vader, a bit of young Anakin as well. Yeah, Clone Wars defo. Anakin. Defo.
0: Uh, and then that's... It. News-wise, I mean, I start... I Like, I've, I've just been watching stuff over the last few weeks and I finally started watching Money Heist and I don't know whether you've seen it.
1: No, I haven't, no. No,
0: I'm obviously really late to the party with Money Heist. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. And I get told that I look like the professor a lot from Money Heist. <laughs> you do kind of look like yeah. him. <laughs> uh, really good, especially with English dubbing. I mean, when I say really good, I mean... I have just come off the back of watching The Boys season 1 again Umbrella Academy. It is very 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 good. Kind of interesting. So. That sounds like a good review for me. Yeah, it slows down a little bit in season 2 I'd say, but the first season like honestly you really can't fault it. It's re- like honestly mate, it's a, it's worth a watch if you need something
1: to like cleanse the palate between It must be good if you've managed to get through over a season already.
0: Yeah, defo. <laughs> um And then I also watched Project Power. I, we have not really spoke about it. I don't know whether you. I haven't watched it yet. not a chance. Yeah. That's the review. <laughs> That's the <a> review. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Just that. One. I can't even do that noise again. That's the review. That noise. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I tell you. Uh, do you know what? I was thinking about this earlier. I was like, do we start a new section of the show where it's like what we've watched this week? Well, yeah. Uh, we, I mean, we should probably thing. talk about that first before we start talking about anything else. Because I watched the Peanut Butter Falcon the other day, uh, the Shia LaBeouf film. Yes, uh, that the, is genuinely great.
0: Yeah, it's about the isn't there his brother or his kid and it like dealing
1: with Down syndrome and uh, no, they're not related. Um, he stumbles across at that point a homeless Down syndrome kid. Like the he, not to spoil too much, the Down syndrome kid escapes um, an old people's home. Uh, at the beginning of the film oh, okay. and so he's basically homeless at that point and he's trying to escape um the old people's home that he doesn't really like a couple of the um doctors there are a bit abusive and stuff like that so he he escapes and then he ends up meeting shyla Bus character who's all, already on the run and stuff like that and it's them forming a bond and stuff like that it's really heartwarming um and the uh, Brilliant performances from everyone involved. I want to get the name of the Down syndrome actors. Um because he is fantastic and he deserves the credit. Filling space, oh, I, I Filling space. His name. Filling, Filling space. space. Zach uh Galifianakis. <laughs> no No. Zach gotzogan Um he is genuinely great in it, like it's so heartwarming. Like the entire time, me and Charlotte were just like, "Oh, he's this. He's just like the sweetest guy in the world." Yeah, genuinely. And like him and Shia have got a similar relationship off-screen now. Like they're really cute.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: Dakota Johnson was in it, and this is the only performance of hers that I've ever liked as well. Okay, she's the one from the Fifty Shades movies. If you didn't know.
0: Uh, okay, well uh, you know what? So Speaking That speaks of...
1: for uh, acting.
0: Talent. Speaking speaking of Fifty Shades, um, my girlfriend started watching The Fall on Netflix, and that is also very interesting. Very, very, What's very... What's that got good. to do with Fifty Shades? Uh, because the main guy in it is from um, Fifty oh, Shades. Oh, okay. Grey, so. uh, okay.
1: <laughs> I was trying to figure that out then. I was like,
0: huh? But when I was watching it, I thought the lead guy from The Fall was also the same guy who is the lead in Upgrade. And speaking of upgrade,
1: that's on Netflix oh, the, in the it, UK now. It is, it is. That's the guy that looks like Tom Hardy but isn't Tom Hardy. <laughs> yeah, he looks a lot like Tom Hardy. This also, guy- in the Peanut Butter Falcon, a surprise little like little cameo uh, performance by John Bernthal. Oh, I wasn't okay. expecting. He's in it a little bit. He plays Shia LaBeouf's brother. Ah,
0: oh, interesting. Very interesting.
1: Uh, so yeah, I watched that. That's fantastic. What else did I watch? Uh, that's worth talking about. Is started it? little fires everywhere the uh reese with the spoon series oh yeah that's really it. good but i just i've never hated one of her characters before and like she just really grinds me the wrong way in the show and it's <laughs> it's good because it's a refreshing take for reese with the spoon she's always the nice girl in everything mm-hmm. so it is a really interesting turn of character but cool Okay. Uh, uh yeah. Trailers. I started the first episode of the new Transformers series as well, but I only got about ten minutes in and I've not had time. Not that it's not good, it's really good what I've seen so far. I just not got around to it. So that's yes. that. Yes. I um I watched
0: the first episode again as well. Um but I think because I'm not really that clued up with the Transformers universe, I think I kind of struggled with it a little bit. Uh plus I'm, I'm Yeah, that it does seem
1: like it's not very like beginner friendly almost
0: yeah and i'm also that addicted to like money heist and stuff at the moment that i was kind of switched off and just went what re-watching that again um, <laughs> but yeah no I've, i think upgrade's something that i definitely need to go and watch i've heard it's just really really good yeah um,
1: it's apparently what venom should have been
0: oh okay that's pretty cool oh peanut butter falcon is on netflix so it is that's where i watched it yeah yes i will i watch think that. next for
1: me is going to be honey boy
0: Yes, I will watch that, and then I will get back to you and let you know.
1: Yeah. Uh, trailers. Um, trailers, 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 trailers. In our world-famous segment, <laughs> trailer trash, trailers. Question mark. Trailer question mark. Trailers. Uh, for the question mark? trailers? <laughs> uh, yeah, this is our new segment. Trailers. Tra- there's uh, trailers. <laughs> trailers that aren't DC.
0: It's 2020, and we have trailers. Uh, I'll I'll end with the uh, oh, with a DC I've got, connection. I've got a quick little bit of news for you before we uh, move go on. on. Something that we spoke about. So we spoke a while ago about how Mulan. You know where I'm going. Oh yeah 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 is, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, you know we it's gonna you basically pay a little bit more like a a, a premier service and mm-hmm. you get to get early access or premier access to Mulan rather than having to go watch it in the cinema. So you can watch it on Disney Plus. So you have your Disney Plus subscription and then you pay an additional fee and then you're able yeah. to watch Mulan. Now, Chris, <laughs> here's where the story
1: changes. <laughs> this is where the
0: mood changes. You think, you know, how much is your Disney Plus subscription here in the UK? It's like what? 4.99, 5.99? Yeah, I think it's a 5 or a month. The you moment. have to pay an extra 28.99 ah! to watch
1: Mulan. It's 30 quid? DVDs don't even cost that. Do you know what I think that is? I think it's because they know multiple people are going to watch this. And so it's normally like 12 quid to rent one of the new films that are coming out through lockdown and stuff like that. So I reckon it's 12 quid to rent the film so that you can show it to as many people as you want. I'm wondering if that stays fully unlocked on your Disney Plus account from then on. So you own it. Absolutely insane. Like That's the only way they can justify that is if you get to keep that film. Because if you don't, and you just lose, like you renting a film for 30 nobody's quid. gonna rent to show the kids that one time, and like, oh goodness, the only way that's worth it is if you get like ten people around your house to watch it. Yeah, that's it. You split it. You may as well have
0: gone the cinema and watched yeah. it in the cinema.
1: I think I might just wait to see it in the cinema. I, th- I yeah. Yeah, I, it's I, going to be cheaper at this point for the two of us to just go to the cinema and yeah, see Yeah,
0: I mean, I was thinking, like, when when I saw this, I was thinking, well, it probably makes sense for, like, us to maybe, you know,
1: meet up and watch it instead. But it's like, oh, it's still, like, 15 quid each. It's like... Well, we, that's the thing. We're only going to pay, like, a tenner each for the cinema, aren't we? Well, that's it, and it's not... I mean, and plus, you get to watch it in the cinema rather than watching mm-hmm. it at home on your TV.
0: Or on your bloody iPhone or iPad or whatever, you know, it's yeah. other, other devices are available, but it, <laughs> you know, it's, I don't know. I, Microsoft I just, Surface? I know when we this? were talking about this, we were saying, yeah, I probably would, but I think my expectation for that price is a lot lower. And I think this is because that Disney have to make so much back off this film for it to be a success, especially yeah. considering they've already spent the money on marketing it before yeah. COVID hit. So they've not, all, like, you know, for a digital release, I guess, yeah, you probably have to charge 30 quid. And let's face it, you're going to charge 30 quid and one person is going to rip it and upload it to Port Locker, and then it's, that's it, you're done. Yeah,
1: like it, that, you know. I think they've really kind of shot themselves in the foot with that because you know online piracy is a big thing. Obviously, Disney will try and do the paste. best to get it taken yeah. down, and they will take a lot of streams down, but they won't take them all down because you can't stop that stuff on the internet. But where do you where do you win? Because
0: you you're encouraging people to do it at the price point because you know people won't just pay that amount on Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like well. If you make it really cheap, you're not making a profit. It's such like a
1: catch-22. Yeah, I I think they should have probably just waited and released it in the cinemas at that point. Just did a No Time to Die. Yeah, No, no time, time to, to Die, Tenet, everything like that. Yeah. I completely forgot that was a film until you just mentioned it. I was so excited for that film, and it got cancelled, what, a week before it came out? Yeah,
0: literally, <laughs> that, was, that was about to be one of our episodes. It then, was, it yeah. was. And then we had to stop, but I'm really excited for that. Jeffrey Wright's in that as well. That's going to be good. Yeah. I I believe maybe Jeffrey Wright is in other Bond films, and I'm just not clear. He he is.
1: He was in Casino Royale. Okay, then. Uh, I think he appeared quickly in Quantum of Solace. Uh, Okay,
0: fair enough. Right, anyway, Um, trailers.
1: Yeah, so I'm going to start off with our first connection to the DC films with Kevin Costner starring Let Him Go. Uh, this also actually double DC hit is co lead is Diana Lane who plays Superman's mum. Oh, okay. So Superman's dad and Superman's mum. Super, yeah, literally. I, I, yeah, I didn't piece that together until just then. Who are they, who are they letting go? Superman. Even- <laughs> See you later, well, Clark. Bye. No. Um, so this is sort of like you know, sort of like an old man revenge film, almost. Only it seems like an old mum revenge film like with Kevin new, Costner's is also there.
0: Like that new Russell Crowe film, Unhinged, where it's uh, an old man revenge <laughs> film.
1: Uh, well, yeah, kind of. I was thinking more like you know, like Taken or any Liam oh, Neeson film okay. that comes out nowadays. Okay, I get you. But um, like. So the basic premise is they've their son has passed away, and his widowed wife and son are in a new relationship with a new guy. But then they see that he's a very abusive guy and stuff like that. So they want to get like their grandson and the da- uh, daughter-in-law, ex-daughter-in-law, out of this relationship type thing. So they go to his family home to get the grandson back, and basically it turns out that his family are all fuckheads, like especially his mum. And it basically turns into like a pseudo kidnapping film. So then you've got grandparents trying to get the kids back.
0: Oh, Okay, interesting.
1: Uh, well, the grandkids back, but it seems really dark and interesting. Like I, I, I saw like the first stinger. You know how trailers now have a pre-trailer for the trailer? Oh, just,
0: just it's like, in like, it's case like you a don't five know. ten
1: second stinger. Yeah, <laughs> in
0: case you don't want to watch the full trailer.
1: Yeah. So I watched that and I was like, oh, it's just going to be an old man revenge film. And then like once it kicked in, I was like, oh no, this actually seems more interesting. Oh, okay. So, fair enough. I like Kevin Costner films. comes out in December.
0: Some could say it's a Christmas film. He's wearing a scarf. (laughs)
1: It's definitely not a Christmas film. (laughs) Um, Yep, so that is Let Him Go. The next one is On The Rocks. This is a Sofia Coppola movie, and it's very much Sofia Coppola. As soon as you start to see it and hear the dialogue and the direction and the themes and everything like that, you're like... Yeah, this is Sofia Coppola doing the one kind of thing that she does. (laughs) Uh, But it's got Bill Murray in and uh, Rashida Jones. Um, Her husband is maybe cheating on her and Bill Murray is her dad, sort of a strange dad, um, and he's basically like, oh, why don't we just follow your husband to see if he's cheating on you type thing and... It's going to be like a bonding film between those two. It seems really interesting. Like Bill Murray's performances as he's getting older just seem to be getting really, really good. Like he's stepping further into the serious roles, and I think he's great at them. Um,
0: an A twenty four film.
1: It is an A twenty four film. It's also an Apple original film, so it'll be launching on Apple TV. Interesting. Um. So, yeah, you can watch that at home when that finally launches. It's interesting. I'm definitely going to check it out. Uh, Whether it'll be that good is to be seen. But Sofia Coppola does good films. I just think they're kind of Mm -hmm. samey. So that's that one. And then our final film, our final connection back to the DC Universe, maybe in multiple ways. It's also linked to the Marvel Universe is Death on the Nile. So this is the sequel to Murder on the Orient Express. It's the Kenneth Branagh, Poirot films. Um, He's been as Poirot as ever. He's got the moustache. He's got the funny accent. Uh, But this stars Gal Gadot in the lead or co-lead. This cast, let me get this cast list up because it is kind of mental. Oh, yeah. You've got Um, Kenneth Branagh. You've got Army Hammer. exactly Army Hammer that's why I was like potentially double DC because is he going to be Green Lantern Letitia Uh, Wright Black Panther Letitia Wright yep Russell
0: Russell Brand 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 is in it yeah uh, none of the films
1: (laughs) Uh, forgetting Sarah Marshall he's in he's just it's Russell Brand you know Russell Brand yeah Uh, it's got Annette Benning in uh, uh, Rose Leslie from Game of Thrones you know nothing Jon Snow oh yeah the Ginger McGee. Uh, and then you got uh, French and Saunders. You got Jennifer Saunders and Dawn French in there as well. Which, uh, that's just gotta be funny just seeing those two bouncing off each other. Yeah. Um, this, looks, yeah. this looks fun. Looks good. It, I haven't watched uh, Murder on the Orient Express yet. Nope. Apparently it was okay, but nothing more than okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, I said to you, because I literally just got off the. They finished the trailer as i called you and i was like this film seems way sexier than it needs to be <laughs> <laughs> it's a poirot film but it's just like gal gadot and army hammer are just dry humping in every fucking scene and he's clearly with emma Mackey's jacqueline character at the beginning i mean he's and also
0: directing this film so it's a kenneth branner film starring kenneth branner
1: yeah he, he does that a lot he was um he directed thor the first thor that's where the other marvel connection was you ah. got letitia wright and you got kenneth branner
0: it's all linked it's all, it's all, all connected linked. that's it it's all um connected.
1: yeah this is way too sexy than it needs to be but that cast is fantastic
0: yeah sounds really good looks really good um i've not seen the trailer but i trust your words
1: <laughs> <laughs> it, it seems all right it seems better than murder on the Orient express was hmm which version I felt like m- my stemmer from being a kid started to come out there. M- m- murder. Which version?
0: 1974,
1: 2001, 2017? <laughs> for Murder of the Orient Express, I'm talking about the 2017 version. I personally thought
0: the 1974 version
1: was... You know, oh, well, I personally prefer the made-for-TV 2001 version starring Dr. Octopus himself. <laughs> well... <laughs> <laughs> you went too silent then. I was like, uh, has the call cut out? <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm right okay. here. That right is here. everything that I've got to talk about with uh, trailers for now. Oh. Until we talk about a load more trailers, but themed trailers. So, the DC fandom was a thing. R- real quick, real quick. DC fandom. Very good. This was better than fucking Comic Con was. This is better than any other fucking online event has been this summer. Considering it was
0: based on one universe of characters, it was incredibly well done. Yeah, definitely. Like, better than Comic-Con, like you said. Just just awesome. I just really enjoyed it. Like, I didn't tune in for most of it, because I won't lie, I wasn't really too interested in, like, the comic book stuff and... Um, some of the other bits. So, like, the whole Flash TV show stuff and obviously the Chris Daughtry performance I didn't watch and the Joker thing I didn't watch and the Jim Lee stuff I didn't watch. But, I mean, I didn't watch the Surprise DC Comics panel um, or anything like that. I actually, because the way it worked in the UK was DC fandom ran from 6 o'clock at night all the way up until five o'clock in the morning well it was I like i think so yeah full, it, was a, it was like
1: a 12 hour show wasn't it
0: yeah like the batman panel for us was at like one thirty in the morning yeah um, i
1: woke up to that trailer <laughs> yeah
0: i had to wake up to that as well but yeah um absolutely amazing what did you think of like the format of it like all this kind of
1: uh do I, you know what i thought it was it was a really interesting thing that they tried to do i just thought some bits like you said like were a bit more of a miss like getting the Wonder Woman cast to play Werewolf for like half an hour and stuff yeah. like that I was like it's interesting but I'm not gonna watch it like no. like I, I just put the um, like I saw that was happening and I was like now nah, go onto YouTube and catch up on the panels that I've missed and stuff like that yeah. like the panels for the films were really interesting like you said like I've not seen any headlines coming out of the comic book stuff and I'm obviously interested in the comic book stuff I read comic books all the time but Like There doesn't seem to be any major news that came out of any of them, so I don't see the point in checking them out. I think this event was purely for the big film and game announcements that they would have had at E3. Yeah, Not E3, sorry, uh, Comic-Con.
0: Yeah, there was a big um, panel on the Sandman universe, which I know you really like the Sandman comics. I do. Uh, There was a big, 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 big panel on that, which... I don't know because because I don't really understand Sandman, I guess I didn't get as much out of it, but they had a lot of actors on it. I think they were talking about like the audio versions of it and who they were getting, to, yeah, like, they' just us. released
1: the audio books on audible,
0: yeah, so they had like Taryn Edgerton and loads of really popular British actors in there, and because they were felt
1: recording it in London and okay so cool, loads of loads of like people like that in it. Uh, which I didn't even realise that was a panel, so I'm going to have to check that one out, because, like you said, yeah. I do like Sandman.
0: The multiverse panel was quite interesting. It was like a multiverse 101, uh, which basically explained why the upcoming films were going to be what they were. And yeah. it kind of explains, just for those people who don't understand it, who probably are really confused why there's going to be a new version of Batman and everything, mm-hmm. um, You know, just to help basically explain that. And then yeah. it was followed up by the Introducing Flash panel. So I want to start off with talking about this because we didn't get a huge look at it because there isn't a film
1: yet, so to speak, but we know what it's going to be. So did you watch
0: this full panel?
1: I I have, yeah. I've caught up on all the film ones now.
0: Okay, cool. So what we found out from the Flash panel is that the Flash movie is definitely going to be a thing. It's definitely going to happen. Ezra Miller's not out. He's still the Flash. Um, It's... Pretty, they're pretty confident in it as well. I really, yeah, really liked it. how just you know they were they were so confident in like the screenplay and uh, you know Ezra as Barry Allen and making sure they keep that. But the biggest thing we learned from this is one, it's going to explain a lot about the multiverse in this film, and it's going mm-hmm. to explain and justify all the things that are going on in the DC universe so far. But also. We got a new suit, which looks
1: very cool. Also, and yeah, it reminded me like all the thing, most of the comic book panels that they were showing throughout this panel uh, was from the New Fifty Two Runner, and that's what the costume reminds me of. It feels like a mixture between New Fifty Two with sort of like the light and the lightning constantly like crackling on the suit and stuff like that, and a bit of like the Injustice sort of games Mm. sort of suit. Like that was what it reminded me of almost. As well, sort of the the first costume that he sort of had at the beginning of Rebirth as well, with yeah. sort of like the light streams on it. It looks like a really cool, interesting suit. Um, and also, it's going to be made for him by Batman. Which Batman, though, is a different question, because we had the announcement as well that Ben Affleck will be returning for the Flash film. He will. He will. In what capacity, we don't know. But also, so in the concept art for the suit... The Batman stood behind him. Was definitely Keaton's Batman. I know that bat suit anywhere. Yeah. So, are we going to try and get as many Batmen in this as we can? As he's hopping through the multiverse, could we? Mm. Could we maybe get some of the Batman appearing?
0: Could we maybe get the Thomas Wayne?
1: Could we? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Definitely. Jeffrey Dean Morgan, Thomas Wayne. I would really like that. Also, could we maybe get a cameo from the Dark Knight universe or Clooney's Batman? Or Val Kilmer's Batman, although Val Kilmer's Batman is the same as Michael Keaton's one. Those stories follow on from each other.
0: Oh, okay. Um, mm, yeah. Lego
1: yeah. Batman, because they started showing Lego Batman in there. So. Yeah, they literally
0: <laughs> shown all of them, didn't they? And yeah. I think they made they made a joke about the Supermans and, in the multiverse bit and was like, not the Nicolas Cage Superman... <laughs>
1: Oh yeah that was um that was Ezra Miller was saying oh I I wish the flash would meet Nicolas Cage but not Nicolas Cage Superman just Nicolas Cage yeah yeah I liked how that was uh, like kind of quite on the on the nose
0: um but yeah I I'm really excited I think that the like, the the confidence
1: in this film considering all the news that was coming Who out Who was about the it. director um uh, let's find out because yeah, like you said, like they seemed super confident about it, and they seem to have a fully formed idea of what the script is in the head now. Um, yeah, director I mean... is Andreas Mucidi. Yeah, so it uh, <laughs> so might he be done butchering. That?
0: What's he done before?
1: Uh, he did it and it chapter two. Yes, that's they were sick. the big things because he had loads of DC Easter eggs in there. Did Mamma as well. So so he does a lot of horror.
0: Yeah, which is um, an interesting departure from horror films, isn't it? So,
1: you know what would be cool? Seeing Bill Skarsgård, like just uh, just seeing it now. Bill Skarsgård is one of like Professor Zoom or Reverse Flash or something like that. He's got that sort of frame that would be really interesting and like underneath the mask and stuff. Yeah.
0: Well, I didn't he realize with
1: face. The Movie Flash that he doesn't get
0: his name until he meets Barry Allen in that crossover for the Flash TV show. That's uh, when he gets yeah, his that, name, because he's like, the Flash.
1: He's like, what's the Flash? And then it's like, oh, oh what's that? Yeah, and I didn't realise that.
0: Yeah, that was a cool little Because
1: Yeah, I never noticed that. Like, I think he's the only one that's not mentioned by name. Oh, although, they don't call a Wonder Woman in Justice League either. They just call her Diana. Yeah, yeah. Aquaman gets called Aquaman, I think. Uh,
0: I think so. I think it's whenever they have, like... Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, just,
1: it's just obviously, like, because... All that we had of The Flash was a CCTV video in Lex Luthor's logo for him. So yeah, it was was just uh, called Barry twice and then just you kid (laughs) the rest of the time. They call them by their real names, which you should definitely shouldn't do. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. top secret, like, like my secret identity, Barry, Barry, Barry. Barry, 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 just start shouting Barry in the middle of the street. Yeah, it's like shouting, instead of shouting Batman, shouting Bruce. It's like, well, well he does in front of the thing, doesn't he? In front yeah. of the jet. Yeah, he does, actually, yeah. <laughs> and they call him out, they're like, just shut the fuck up, right? It's a secret identity for a reason. So,
0: yeah, it's kind of restored a lot of my, faith, my a lot of my faith in the Flash film.
1: Also, it seems like they're stepping away from the Flashpoint storyline. Yeah, They're just doing like more the... of a time travel multiverse thing instead.
0: Yeah, something a bit more unique, I guess, isn't it? Mm-hmm.
1: So, yeah, yeah, it
0: sounds Which good. Which I'm
1: fine with. They could do Flashpoint later down the line, you know what I mean, as like a big crossover film, because like uh, we've talked about before, the Flash is like the lead role in that story, but he's sort of sort of a passive protagonist for a lot of it.
0: So what capacity do you reckon will get Ben Affleck back? Because I know he was pretty out
1: as Batman. I think he's he might sort of bookend the films, you know what I mean? Like, he might be the one that makes the new suit for him and stuff like that. Um, we'll probably figure out more as to how Snyder's Justice League might end, might give us a bit more of a clue. Yeah, makes um, sense. But it might be sort of like he bookends it, so he has the introduction and stuff like that, and then... Barry starts messing around with the Speed Force and ends up in a different multiverse. And he goes to find Ben Affleck's Batman and finds Keaton's Batman instead. Yeah, so I reckon it'll be
0: interesting. Um, speaking of speaking of that and uh, films that we've uh, basically the next thing we're going to talk about <laughs> <laughs> segways. Um, Wonder Woman 1984 got a uh, another trailer. So Wonder Woman 84, um, yeah, we got a f- proper look at Cheetah.
1: Yeah, the f- first full look of it, like other than Funko Pops and stuff like that. What do yeah. you think? What would you think of the look?
0: Pretty cool. Pretty cool.
1: Um, it... I'm a fan of it, except for her hair. The hair kind of bugs me a little bit.
0: Yeah, I, I also think that we're not going to get it right till the very end of the film. Like, yeah, third act. It's definitely going to be a reveal that she then is in full cheetah form. And I don't know, man. I I feel like maybe in terms of Wonder Woman versus Cheetah, I don't know how like how Cheetah's strength is in the comics. But like Wonder Woman versus Cheetah in a film in a final act, it just it seems a little bit like unbalanced, I don't know.
1: Well, they are pretty balanced normally in the comic books, like like Cheetah is pretty much her primary antagonist a lot of the time. Um and she has got height and strength and she has got like not super speed but heightened agility and stuff like you know, like you see in the trailer she is fast and she's leaping off things and everything like that yeah um so it's sort of like speed versus brawn almost although wonder woman has got the speed as well like we saw in the first film like she can almost like slow mo run through things it does seem as well like the whole maxwell
0: lord arc is definitely something to do with uh based off whatever power he has in that crystal or that um yeah so this is what
1: we found out a while ago which i didn't want to say anything about but it's been pretty much like all the clues are there it's the dreamstone is what it's called
0: okay
1: um and you get like he's broadcast into the world i think we're going to get a touch of brother eye stuff because you see the giant satellite and then he's taking over every screen in the country and stuff isn't he Mm-hmm. So that seems like brother eye stuff. And he's saying like, oh, I can fulfill every dream that you've ever got type thing. Um, I reckon he's going to use that to manipulate Diana. And that's how Steve Trevor comes back is through the dream stone. Like he he gives her like her one true dream is to get Steve Trevor back type thing.
0: Yeah, it looks like that's where Diana and then Cheetah both meet. Like they both get invited to this um you know, make your dream come true thing and then um he gets you know, Diana gets um the Hells is what the Hells is uh, actual not not his real name but the character's name. Steve Trevor, Steve Trevor. Yeah, I know you just said it. <laughs> oh, yeah. not. Um, I, I thought you were trying to figure out Chris Pine's name. No. <laughs> um yeah so she gets Steve Trevor,
1: Cheetah gets I don't know, confidence <laughs> And see, becomes a cheater. Uh, so I think they're actually going to meet in the museum beforehand and be friends beforehand. Oh, okay. But, like, like, I think, like, so the cheetah thing is often seen as a curse. Like, she takes on this curse to get, like, more power and stuff like that. Like, that's what she wants. She wants to be an apex predator. She doesn't want to be, like, the quiet nerdy girl anymore. She doesn't want to be oppressed. She wants to be the predator instead. So, like, you see the scenes of her just, like, dressed in cheetah print clothing and she still looks human, but she's got all these heightened reflexes and stuff like that. I reckon because she's working with Maxwell Lord, she might be, like... She might get power hungry and she might keep like, keep asking him to use the stone to, like, give her more and more power, but it's at a cost. She ends up becoming the cheetah instead of yeah, just, weird. like, getting the powers of cheetah almost. I reckon it's sort of like a... A risk meets reward type thing and that's why Diana's like what the fuck have you done to yourself yeah Uh,
0: we're probably going to chat about this a little bit later but the whole dreamstone thing feels like and I've heard that it might be DC's tie in for how they're going to introduce the big bad eventually and maybe into the main arc by having because I believe like dreamstones are quite similar to infinity stones where there's quite a few of them there's not just one dreamstone I don't know that much about the Dreamstones. Uh, and then there is or a protagonist stone. that uses the Dreamstone.
1: Protagonist or antagonist? Uh, sorry, an
0: antagonist. Antagonist. Are I'm you very...
1: reading this all off Google now? No, no. <laughs> I'm very tired, so I keep saying the wrong thing.
0: Um, no, no, so I was listening to um, the Weekly Planet podcast today, and okay. uh, Nick Mason from the Weekly Planet was talking about how there is, a, there is an antagonist that uses the Dreamstones, but only allows you only lets the person use the Dreamstone if they allow it, and they get to control how, um, how vivid that is.
1: Uh, okay. It, if I can find out who it is that the only one that it. I'm finding at the moment is from the Sandman comic books.
0: No, so it's um. Oh right, okay. So it's something to do with Doctor Destiny. Um, the Dream Stone is one of twelve stones crafted by
1: Dream of the Endless. Um, I'm trying to find. Yeah, so the the Endless is sort of like their version of like the Celestials type thing, as far as I'm aware. Sort of like like the one above all and infinity, and you know, all like the cosmic sort of beings. I think is what the Endless is for DC.
0: Yeah. So um, I have a feeling that that could be something that gets tied in a little bit greater. But maybe 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 i mean you know what what better way of uh, widening a I franchise think and using stones that everyone has to go and collect
1: i was about to say it's very it's very much ripping off the mcu at that point if they keep doing that it's like they could they could maybe do it to feed into a third wonder woman film maybe yeah maybe. so she, she often will end up going toe-to-toe with the gods and stuff like that obviously she is part god um so it could maybe lead up to a future Wonder Woman film, maybe not. Because they've already set up Darkseid now, they're not gonna Yeah. Not gonna shun off Darkseid for Doctor Destiny or whoever. Uh do you wanna talk another film before we move on to the biggins or? Um okay, so is there anything else we wanna talk about Wonder Woman? It's pretty close to coming out. Yeah. We've talked about it a bit. We've seen it. Uh, Galgado looks amazing as Wonder Woman as always. She's just she is Wonder Woman. Cool, Sam. <laughs> yeah. Um that's all we really need to say about that. We've like this film was about to come out before everything got postponed again, so we've talked about it enough. Um what film did you want to talk about? I know the big two.
0: Yeah. Um uh, what else was there for you? Black well, Adam next? Yeah, let's do Black Adam and Shazam kind of together. Yeah, Shazam yeah, I was forgetting Shazam. So Shazam basically got a title for the new film, uh, mm-hmm. which is Shazam Fury of the Gods. What gods, do you say? Uh,
1: the Greek? No, it's not Greek gods. It's uh, whoever were the other guys that were sat on the other chairs that weren't there anymore. <laughs> or oh, could it be? Could it be something to do with Black Adam? I reckon so because Black Adam like got his powers from Shazam again. Yeah, I can't remember what the name of his group of gods were. No, um, you, you know from the uh, the other empty chairs, and he was the last one alive that he had to pass on his powers. Didn't he? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um I can't remember what they were called, but yeah, I'm gonna guess it's sort of those guys coming back type thing. Yeah, Fury of the Gods makes me think it's not going to be like a direct follow up from Shazam one now. Yeah, maybe some time has passed and everything. Obviously, all the kids are growing up as well, because that film came out last year, so they shot it two years ago. Yeah. So it's like three years now, and they haven't started shooting yet. Mm-hmm. So the kids are growing up quite a bit, so it's not going to be straight after. But we also have the tease of... Um, I can't remember what Mark Strong's character was called in that now. The Doctor uh, but with Doctor Saban. Uh, with the Caterpillar. So I yeah. don't know if that's going to feed into this or whether they set that up and now they're like, eh, maybe not. I don't know whether that's maybe Mr. Mind, maybe. Mr. Mind, maybe, maybe. Yeah,
0: maybe. So, yeah, that was cool. And then leading on to Black Adam, we got quite a bit from Black Adam.
1: So we got some,
0: uh, like a almost like a motion graphic sequence of mm-hmm. uh, Black Adam concept art and stuff, which was cool. Uh, Origin explanations that was actually designed with Boss Logic, which is pretty cool.
1: Was it? That's yeah, cool. I think That's it was Boss cool.
0: Logic's um, like team that he has did that. That's excellent. Um, Boss Logic sound. He we does all him. the whenever there's news, he does a you know a mock up of it, doesn't it? Yeah, he does. Cool. He's great. Uh, he, he's always getting hired by Marvel
1: and stuff now as well.
0: Yeah, for sure. And then also, we got the
1: introduction of the JSA. Which is very Yeah, cool. so I can't find that online anywhere except for the link that our mate sent us. Um can't find a link for well, what?
0: The the info. The
1: GSA um animatic that we got.
0: Oh, okay. Um, so the
1: Black Adam one like is everywhere, but then it like it cuts off after like he's like, I did what I had to do and it, you see him in the Black Adam costume and get the logo and stuff like that. Yeah. But yeah, there's a JSA one. So we're getting who was it, Doctor Fate? Um, what was that, Hawkman? Yeah. Uh, um, who else? There was another character that I was really excited for, in it. Uh,
0: so Hawkman, Hawk Girl. Well, you assume, you assume Hawk Girl. Um, uh,
1: maybe, maybe not. Doctor um, Fate. Um, was it Cyclone? Maybe. Yeah, Cyclone. It was Hawkman? Was the other one that I was An excited Atom for. That's
0: the one, Adam Smasher. That's pretty cool. Um, Cyclone was one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it also says here, uh, potentially Jay Garrick is mentioned quite okay. a few times. Because I don't think he was... He obviously wasn't in the reveal. No, but they do say that um, Jay Garrick is involved with the JSA. So
1: yeah, I, he's I normally could... a founding member of the JSA. Yeah, that'd be cool because they they were a thing before the Justice League of America.
0: I really like Doctor Fate. I've only really do- seen do- Doctor <sighs> Fate in the Injustice games. I've never really seen any more than that.
1: But also, Doctor Fate would tend to lead maybe towards a um, Justice League dark in the future as well with Constantine and stuff. Yeah
0: that well, seems That'd very be cool. cool.
1: Like, Black Adam and having Black Adam, Hawkman, and Dr. Fate in the same sort of thing leads to opening up more of the magical side of DC, which will be really interesting to look at in the future.
0: Yeah, but it's quite interesting because obviously Black Adam's like your, your villain, right? Yeah. But well, then you're going to have the Justice Society of America be. Well, all...
1: I think they're playing him as an anti hero, aren't they? Yeah. So I reckon, like, the first act or like the first third of the film might be in the past like setting up the origin of Black Adam and the Shazam mythos. Yeah. And then obviously he gets reawakened 5000 years later and I think he might have to team up with the JSA but on like bad terms almost like reluctantly having to team up to to do whatever. Yeah. but even
0: they got a lot of um Cast well, we got cast in for Atom Smasher. Um, oh, have we? Yeah, Noah Centineo. Centineo.
1: Oh, that's who we found out about. Okay, like I'm just gonna say it now. I think he's not a good actor in the slightest, and he. <laughs> I know. I know he's only doing like he's doing like teeny bopper films at the moment, so you can't really judge his acting skill from that. But he always just plays the same character, and the most acting he does is just pulling a weird face every now and again like he's trying to play like it's basically the new version of the manic pixie dream girl when we were younger it's the same but for boys now he was in I think he was in like to all the boys I've loved you know the one where she sends out the letters to all the boys that she had a crush on Yeah, and like he's just in loads of other like teeny bopper films Yeah, like I actually watched a full video where somebody broke down all of his movie roles and they were just like He's such a bad actor. How is he getting all these big roles? Like he's just getting in bigger and bigger films now, but in smaller and smaller roles because he's just not good.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean the thing, and is... and then he's is... gonna be
1: atom smasher. Yeah,
0: what? I mean the thing is, is like it's almost like a refreshing. Well, I mean, look at look at Robert Pattinson from Twilight. You know, yeah, no, I know but that's Robert very, Patterson has
1: proved himself since know, then. <laughs> but this might
0: be his time to then prove himself. It might be. It might, he's be. Been an actor it might for be a really long. I know he's done a lot of films already, but you know, being in Black Adam is such a departure from what everything else that he's been in that you know, hopefully, he surprises us.
1: I mean, hopefully, hopefully cool. he does. The concept hopefully art, he does. Is
0: film concept art. And, the, you know, him him with his feet. I mean, look at the mask he's wearing. It doesn't even yeah, matter well, who well, it that is. Person,
1: well, that Atom Smasher is literally straight out of the comic books. At Atom Smasher, who's normally, like, he seems like a middle-aged bloke, like, big, burly, like, hairy fella in this giant suit that can shrink and grow to, like... And he like he, his atoms just increase so he's super strong and everything like that. Yeah, it looks like it's gonna be pretty close to the comics based off this concept art. Like But then have you seen what that kid looks like? Yes. Like could you imagine that in the mask, like as atom smashing? I mean I don't know. I, I mean, think the I'm only just thing you've smashing got on is him too hard.
0: Little cutouts for eyes and that's it, so <laughs> it's all he needs. Little it's eyes it's eyes. just like
1: they're, they're gonna have to get him like a big old padded suit and everything like that just be like, like yeah. rage well, him up i don't know I, I might just be ramming on him a bit too hard but i just mm. he's just not a good actor <laughs> from everything that i've seen like there's yeah. a reason he's doing like the kissing booth and the kissing booth 2 or whatever he was in like, so
0: we're not we we haven't got an idea of who's playing dr fate cyclone or hawk man but, again, based off the concept art, if that is what they're using as the inspiration and that's what
1: they're going to go with. and in terms See, of- like, all that comic, uh, like, the concept art was literally just, like, how they're drawn in the comic book, spot on. And yeah. then you've got Dwayne The Rock Johnson <laughs> as yeah. Black Adam. Who would you cast as, like, Dr. Fate? Because he keeps the helmet on the entire time. Mm. You need someone with a fucking really good voice. Hmm hard
0: it's like a stoic sort of voice that you need someone like andy circus would do a really good job
1: yeah he's very he's very 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 he's a great voice actor isn't he
0: yeah he's very diverse in what he can do but i don't know you know i don't know Um, it's a hard one but i really i'm really um, excited for dr fate just because of the whole like you know his character and just some of the really cool came stuff up. you'll see on screen.
1: Okay, imagine this so it's obviously not this guy playing him physically, but he can do the voice for it like, like the the voice that, like, so when, when Dr. Fate puts on the helmet, I think he almost gets possessed by the helmet, so his voice changes a bit. Brian Cranston voicing him interesting, and then you get some, like, obviously, somewhere else to do the, the body work for the guy. Oh, what about Josh Brolin?
0: Imagine, Josh Brolin. Imagine would the Thanos good. voice coming over. Ah,
1: uh, yeah, yeah, but it... we don't need any more Josh Brolin in comic book <laughs> No, I know we don't. But He's already too iconic. Good. Yeah, yeah, he he would be great. He would. It would be good. Yeah, but yeah. I wouldn't want him to do the Thanos voice. I would want him sort of more cably.
0: Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. Okay. Um, anyway, <laughs> I think maybe before we move on to. Um... Basically, I think the big ones is Suicide Squad, Batman, and um, wait, what? <laughs> what else? I think they are the two biggest ones. They are the two biggest ones, and um, we should um, probably talk
1: about the games before. I was literally about to say, talk about the games uh, first. Uh,
0: another really quick thing was um, we have got confirmed that Ocean Master is coming back for Aquaman two. Which is.
1: Yeah, uh, James 1 was saying we're going to see loads of new environments and new places under the seas and stuff like that. New worlds, and there's going to be a lot more of the trench.
0: Yep. So, in terms of game announcements, we got two games. Um, I'll let you choose which one we want to talk about first.
1: Um, We'll talk about Gotham Knights first because this was like the surprise one, and then the other one that we were talking about. Like, we'll talk a bit more about that. So, Gotham Knights came out of nowhere. Uh, this isn't related to the Arkham games. It's a different studio working on it. It's not Rocksteady. Um this feels like it should be a, like a spiritual successor to the Arkham Knight games, but it's yeah. not. Um so basically apparently Bruce Wayne is dead. Heavy quotation marks. Like hmm. cl- we're clearly going to find out in the third act that he's not dead. <laughs> like you just don't kill off Batman. But then you play as Barbara Gordon's Batgirl, um, uh, Tim Drake's Robin, because I, I had to try and figure out which Robin it was, but I'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah. Um, Dick Grayson's Nightwing, and then Jason Todd's Red Hood. Very cool. So you've essentially got three Robins in Batgirl. Yeah, essentially. Yeah, <laughs> literally.
0: Um, um, it feels it's... like this should have been the other way around. It feels like this should have been the Rocksteady game, yeah, and the other one should have been the Montreal game.
1: Yeah, it does like especially when you see like the aesthetics of them both like this has clearly taken so much from the Arkham games. Yeah. Um like it's right out of Arkham Knight. Literally, like you saw the if you saw the seven minute Barbara Gordon gameplay, like the way she grapples and glides and everything like that, it's straight out of Arkham. Her combat is straight out of Arkham. I like the fact that they all have different abilities and stuff like that, but I'm a bit unsure about a teleporting Robin. <laughs> Like, that seems... I thought that about both of these games. Like, why have they suddenly got a teleportation mechanic in it? Like, none of these characters have ever teleported before. (laughs) Yeah, he's got teleporting boomerang. They had to give him something. Had to give him something. It's obviously just to give him more movement around the map, isn't it? It's like, why give King Shark a minigun? He doesn't need a minigun. He's a fucking giant shark. (laughs) It's a very good shark, though. (laughs) It is a very good-looking shark. Anyway, we're talking about Gotham Knights. Um... So Bruce Wayne's dead, and he's left everything over to the Bat family to look after Gotham, so all the villains are coming out of the woodwork to try and stake their claim and like divvy up the city between them type the, thing. The Mr. Freeze looks over. really cool. Mr. Freeze does look really cool. So this is going to be a level progression thing. So they said this was a dozen hours into Barbara Gordon's storyline, the Batgirl storyline, so they're each going to have different storylines and campaigns. Um, which are really long, like twelve hours, just for like is like I think he said halfway through her storyline. So that's twenty four. So we're getting like a hundred hours worth of gameplay, almost nearly. Wow! Like that's pretty insane. And it's a leveling system, so you can upgrade your characters in different ways to get different builds. They said. Um, like the so DC it- GTA Five. Almost, yeah, because okay. you can swap between the characters at any point. I think they said two-player co-op, which is a, dis- a bit disappointing that it's not four-player co-op because you've got four characters.
0: Yeah, I guess you just kind of overpower any of the levels, though, because you'd have Maybe, to Maybe,
1: but th- they did say everything would be scalable. So say if you run through all of Red Hood's storyline first so all your characters are lower level, um, all the villains and everything will scale to it. Mm. Um, but it seems interesting. Like Red Hood's your brawler. Um, Barbara guns. Gordon is like your finesse uh, fighting style. Then you've got your Dick Grayson is all about agility and moving around your opponents. And Dick Grayson, uh, sorry, um, Tim Drake teleports. <laughs> <And does laughs> That's his shtick uh, He turns invisible as well. So I'm wondering if. There's going to be multiple characters, uh, not more, uh, multiple characters, sorry, multiple costumes for your characters as well. So the version of Barbara Gordon that we get is mostly based off the Babs Tar rebirth uh, reimagining of uh, where she's got like the yellow boots and the purple costume and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, really cool costume. Dick Grayson is in his standard black and blue uniform, but then the Robin that we saw originally. It's like Tim Drake's Robin, but then in the gameplay he's wearing his Red Robin costume.
0: Ah, uh, okay, so it switches.
1: So I'm wondering if that's either a story beat where he becomes Red Robin, or you can choose what costume you get, maybe. Um, that would be a, quite uh, interesting. Either option would be good. Because then you could get like the multiple different versions of Batgirl, so you could get like the black costume, like the more iconic look... Um, or maybe like one of the film versions, then Nightwing, you could get like his New 52 red logo or uh, his first Nightwing costume, uh, which mm. is like proper jazzy in 80s because it was back in the 80s, like yeah. bright blue and yellow. Uh, I don't know what else you could do for Red Hood though because he's only ever really had one costume. Yeah, maybe um, you get the original
0: um, where the Joker is Red Hood, remember that. Old store. Oh, like, maybe yeah. Maybe so like the tux the big... with
1: the red bucket helmet. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, I you could also, I guess, um, have like the Arkham Knight skin, maybe. Yeah. Which was slightly different.
0: Yeah, and then you could have like the the injustice one. That's slightly different again. Yeah,
1: yeah they're all kind true. of similar for Jason Todd, but different. Yeah, maybe you could just have a Jason Todd skin. <laughs> I also, do, reckon, do you reckon you'll finish the. You'll, yeah, Jason Todd in his burial outfit from when he rose from the dead when Superboy punched through reality? <laughs> wow. Uh, do you reckon Batman will be an unlockable character after the game's done? Maybe. Maybe. I mean, well, that- maybe DLC where you get Damian
0: Wayne in there as well. I mean I reckon it's definitely there's definitely a reason why he's had to disappear and he's not actually dead and then he appears at the end like, Oh, it was all part of the plan. I yeah, had to, it was a test. <laughs> I had to disappear to lure this person out, and you had to then yeah, band definitely. together to do this, but then I've appeared to help you right at the very end
1: because you needed my help. Oh what if it's like the weird Batman RIP storyline? Where he's kind of gone batshit insane because he's been doing drugs all this time to put up with being a mass vigilante and he's created like a weird alter ego. So he sort of thought he was dead, so he blew up the Batcave, but he comes back and he's like like a weird, twisted, like bizarro version of Batman. That would be. And then be... Like, you fight him as the final boss. Wow. And then you there. snap him back into being normal Bruce Wayne. Wow. If that's the ending, Chris.
0: I'll, I'll, buy, I'll buy the game for you, <laughs> but you have to
1: buy it before I play it to no, find out if that's I, the end. I'll give you an instant refund of the game.
0: <laughs> um, Speaking
1: of *Pie in the Sky* thoughts, the *Suicide Squad* game—I uh, actually thought you might have been right for a minute, like with the Bizarro stuff.
0: Yeah, i, I don't think I was. <laughs> no, I you, you're
1: definitely was. not. Like the the mind control by. Um, brainiac but for a minute like when you saw his eyes starting to glow purple and then kill that guy i was like oh my god maybe it is bizarro superman it's like oh my god was sam right but why would it be kills the justice league
0: well i was thinking what if it was like an anti-justice league what if you had bizarro and then you had like hush instead and then you had um you know reverse flash and i don't know you had like well
1: in the bizarro universes the bizarro versions for all the all of the justice league yeah, yeah, I guess, but... So you've, you've got, like, I think it's the, the Sloth or something like that. Uh, yeah. It's like a fat version of the Flash who still runs super quick.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know how... Like, obviously, this was like a pre-rendered CGI trailer. You didn't see any gameplay. And it's coming yeah. from Rocksteady. So we kind of know what we're going
1: to expect, but it just feels so different to the Arkham stuff. Do you know what this... I can't get it out of my head now after, like, just watching it. It just looks like Sunset Overdrive.
0: Very much so.
1: You know, like, the bright-coloured city, weird weapons, literally barrel-rolling off everything, jetpacks and grinding on rails and stuff like that. I was like, huh? (laughs) Like, it just looks like Sunset Overdrive to me. doesn't... This is the one that is set in the same universe as the Arkham games. Yeah, it looks like... This is the one. (laughs) Yeah, it just seems very, very weird. I don't know. Now, I'm really excited for it. It's going to be really cool, but it seems weird. Like, some of the choices, like giving Deadshot a, a backpack and stuff like that, fair enough, but then, like, giving King Shark a minigun.
0: Yeah. Giving,
1: like, Harley Quinn having a grappling hook, fine. Like, they all need, like, a traversable ability, and then they're doing a lot of gunplay in it, which, again, is why it reminds me of Sunset sort of Overdrive. Like, It's probably going to be third-person gunplay. But why does Captain Boomerang have a shotgun? (laughs) He's got boomerangs. That's his ranged weapon. Yeah, literally. And so, uh, you were speaking of the Weekly Planet earlier. They did a breakdown of this. And apparently, I never knew this, Captain Boomerang has a son in a comic book at some point who has super speed, so he can take on the Flash. I didn't know that. So maybe it's uh, not... Captain Boomerang uh is it uh Ducker Harkness? Decker Harkness? Something mm. like that. Uh the version that we see in the movie anyway. Um maybe it's his son and he's got super speed, so he's not teleporting, he's throwing his boomerang. And I that's just how you control his super speed, maybe is how the game mechanic works with it. I don't know.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this. I think I'm gonna have to wait till I see gameplay because we know Rocksteady games play really well. Yeah. and i don't know i i maybe don't feel like king shark is like the king shark that we should have got i mean he's big but i don't think he's like big enough if that sounds right okay it's not like the one that we saw in the suicide squad trailers you know what i mean no. it's almost like his
1: head's too small yeah his head does look small yeah like that is the one thing that i would say like his head looks small but it, it still looked kind of sharky so yeah
0: I don't know how I feel about having Brainiac. I I I think it's you know we had it in Injustice. Is it already too soon?
1: Uh, I think it's a completely different style of gameplay, and the story is going to be totally different because it's not an Injustice storyline. So it makes sense as to why the Justice League need taken out. Mm. Like it, it serves a purpose. Like Brainiac is pretty much the only one that normally gets inside of the Justice League and is able to turn them evil without it being an alternate v- universe version of the Justice League. Yeah. So it makes sense. Um Yeah, how what members of the Justice League do you reckon we're going to see because obviously like the final bosses are probably going to be Batman, Wonder Woman and um Superman. Yeah, so, so I mean
0: at the beginning you see King Shark popping a Green Lantern balloon and a Batman balloon. Yeah. So, I reckon we might actually, we'll probably get Green Lantern in here.
1: Yeah. I'm Uh, imagining Flash as to why uh, Captain Boomerang's got teleport as well, so he can keep up with the Flash. That's what I'm imagining.
0: Yeah. But it's going to be quite Uh, interesting, because it's like, they've got, they've clearly taken orders from Amanda Waller. They've got the bombs in their heads. So mm-hmm. I wonder how that plays in, if that has like a mechanic in the game.
1: Maybe like if you start going off course like from the mission. It might be a bit open-worldy, so if you're going off course from the mission and you're trying to get sidetracked by stuff, maybe if you spend too long on side missions, mm. then kaboom. kaboom. <laughs> That's it. And you're kaboom. not allowed to explore this game anymore. No, you can, but you need to do it in certain ways. Yeah. Maybe like they, just, they,
0: yeah. It, maybe they in the trailer the they were
1: like trying to do a bit, weren't they? Like, so then they could just rest again and be like, "Ah, oh, fuck this!" Like,
0: yeah, they're like
1: oh, we'll do the minimum requirement and then we'll stop. Yeah, she's like, "You maybe got a bomb."
0: Maybe that's how they put the um the you know the main story on rails. Maybe maybe they yeah. do that. Um yeah, it's cool. There's a Star Labs um, thing at the beginning as well. It looks like a bullet, like a bullet casing. That's pretty sick. Okay.
1: Um, yeah, I think it looks good. I just think I need to see gameplay. Yeah, definitely. But this isn't coming out until 2022, is it? So they got some time yet. Yeah, they were just announcing it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But like you said, like Rocksteady have always made good DC games. So like, I'm confident in it. It's just whether it's a playstyle that we're looking for. Yeah. Um, but it's also gonna be co-op as well, which we're all happy about. Um I imagine you might be able to swap between characters at any point. Yeah. Um to and do the I mean, story. It's so and it's funny. It seems like it's gonna be funny. Like, yeah, they've definitely got the characterization of the characters, right? I think it's just the mechanics of them they've had to change to suit the gameplay.
0: Yeah. Like King Shark where he like says, the Superman, the mighty Superman, it's almost like, <laughs> yeah, state the obvious. <laughs> kind of yeah. thing, but genuine shock. Um, but yeah, I'm uh, I'm glad these games look good. Uh, but yeah, I, definitely. Yeah, yeah, defo, defo. Looks better Who'd than... Who do you think? Go on. I said it looks better than a lot of the stuff that came out of the Xbox Series X uh, <laughs> showcase. So. Yeah, the graphics on the both look better than Halo Infinite anyway. But a good point is that this comes out in 2022, which will be prime time for um, new consoles.
1: Yeah, exactly. So the people will have worn the teeth on the new consoles, and they can push it a bit harder and stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, who do you think is going to be like the first boss in the Suicide Squad game? Like, it needs to be like a proper like scrub level tier, Justice League member.
0: <laughs>
1: um,
0: I mean, I don't want to sound like um, you know I'm I'm you know <laughs> being derogative or anything, but I think it might be Wonder Woman.
1: I see no I, I'm thinking like it would be like someone who's not on the team very often but they're on the Justice League in this occasion like I'm thinking maybe like a green arrow or something like that you know someone who wouldn't be a threat to four members of the suicide squad uh, at the same someone, time maybe someone maybe just someone
0: who gets in the way like yeah interrupts them and becomes
1: a headache and it's like we need to deal with them first they're just yeah. making like I, so I'm much thinking harder. like because obviously, the first boss is to like cut your teeth on the boss battles in this game, isn't it? So it's gonna have to be a member of the Justice League who's not super strong or anything like that. Like, oh, maybe it's thought, uh,
0: maybe it's a Robin, maybe it's a Robin,
1: maybe it's a Robin. Mm. I just think like Green Lantern, like they would just fucking love taking out a Green a Green Arrow dead quick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. And he he is often on the JLA as well, mm, mm. whereas the Robins don't tend to be on the JLA that much. No, but maybe, like I said, maybe it's a, a Batman thing. Maybe
0: that's like, you know, the hunting Batman down first. Uh, and then yeah. maybe Robin gets in the way and that's like your first, yeah, true. Your first boss battle, maybe. True. Um, maybe. Right, we we'll did, see. did. Well, we said there was two big ones. There's actually three big ones, Chris. We've totally forgot about the Snyder Cut. Um, oh, yeah. let's, let's talk, <laughs> We've talked about it that much. Let's talk Suicide Squad. So yeah. we got a whole lot of stuff for the Suicide Squad. Oh, should
1: we get the cast list up? Oof. Yes, I've got it up. I've got uh, it up. So okay.
0: we got first looks at everyone's costume for the film. Uh, we got a first look at everyone who, who everyone was playing as well. And yeah. a little bit of an insight to what the film's going to be about. I mean, first of all, it's going to have more explosions than any DC and any Marvel
1: film. Yeah, he, he said... the. The guy who's the stunt like special effects coordinator on set said that it's got more explosions than every Marvel film that he's done himself put together. Which is just
0: crazy. I mean, the poster has an explosion on the front. <laughs> the fact that it's practical as well. Yeah, it just says, boom. <laughs> that's it. So that's what we're getting. Um, right, so cast list. We have Idris Elba as Bloodsport. Yep, yeah. we have David Mastmal 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 Mastmal-ian. Uh the guy from Man. who <laughs> Okay, is, yeah, as yeah, Polka That Man, Polka Dot Man. Yep, uh Daniela, And that's really interesting. I never thought I'd see Polka Dot Man in live action. No, I didn't. I never thought I'd see a lot of these in live action to be fair. <laughs> um, yeah, true. Yep, uh, Daniela Melchior as Ratcatcher 2, not Ratcatcher
1: 1. <laughs> Which is, uh, There's definitely going to be a joke in there about it being a sequel.
0: John Cena as Peacemaker, yeah. Borg as Javelin. Uh, I
1: can't.
0: I can't can believe that Flula was in this film. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Joel Kinnaman as Rick Flag. Obviously, um, we've obviously got um, ah, what's her name? Uh, Amanda Waller. Viola Davis. Viola is, Davis. Uh, Amanda Waller. Uh, Nathan Fillion as TDK. Now. I have no idea who that is. I don't think TDK is a character. I think it's an acronym for something. Okay. Um, I think TDK is
1: going to stand for his what his power is. Because... Okay, so, right. This is what my theory is. Look at his costume. He's got a skull with two arms on it. And his little, like, cartoon version of him. It looks like Arm Fall-Off Boy, which I think somebody said in leaks ages ago. So I'm wondering what TDK could stand for. Maybe it's to do with arm fall-off. The, the Dismemberment King. The Dismemberment Kid. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Oh, oh, so, so I'm on the Polygon article here. I just got to it. Uh, um, The saying, TDK... Uh, there's an argument going around that TDK is, uh, TDK is a renamed adaptation of everyone's favourite failed member of the Legion of Superheroes, Armful Off Boy. Uh, the ripoff is based on the TDK emblem shown in the Suicide Squad roll call video, which is what I said it looks like him. The Detachable Kid is what it might stand for. Ah, uh, that makes sense. Definitely makes sense. Yeah. Cool. Uh, you
0: got Michael Rucker as Savant. Yep. Because uh, uh, it's James Gunn, he's going to have Michael Rooker in the film. Which yep. Which is uh, interesting with the big load of blonde hair. <laughs> yeah, he looks really off putting to look at. Yeah, obviously, Margot Robbie returning as Harley Quinn. It's quite cool. We've seen a bit of a look at her outfits and stuff as well.
1: We, we know she's going to nail that part. Yeah,
0: obviously um who else do we have you've got uh the rat catcher 2 outfit actually looks really interesting as well yeah um we have sorry i'm watching the roll call again as i go through this just to remind myself on the outfit okay you have king shark man and he is a big burly shark
1: and so I'm... he looks like the version that we get on the flash only the cgi is better
0: Yep. <laughs> i am incredibly happy it's a big shark we don't know who's yep. voicing him
1: However, it's Steve Agee.
0: No, there was a guy who was doing his live action, but he's not necessarily the voice of King Shark.
1: Maybe not. Um, so he's
0: definitely the body for King Shark, but he's not the voice of King Shark because they say. See, this...
1: Steve Agee is normally a comedy actor, so I think that he might be doing.
0: Well, Chris, potentially. Maybe, I don't know. You could have. Taika Waititi is also going to be in this film. Oh, yeah. So, could he be the villain or could he be the voice of King Shark? Well, but I feel that like if he was. Funny. A, I think if he was the voice of King Shark, I think they would have said that. Yeah. Um. But I think he might be the villain. I'm leaning more towards that. Uh, anyway, we've got Mailing Knitting as Mongol. Mongal.
1: Yeah, Mongal. Peter Capaldi as Thinker, which is good. I wasn't expecting him to be Thinker, to be honest. No. Nah. I don't think Al- Thinker's ever been on the Suicide Squad.
0: Uh don't believe so. Alice Braga as Soul Soria. I mm, uh, don't know. And then you've got Pete Davidson as
1: Blackguard. And you've missed out the, missed best one. One of the best one, <laughs> Sean Gunn, Sean playing Gunn. Weasel, and I've just got the screenshot of him licking the window, and it's the most disturbing image I think I've ever seen. <laughs> it
0: is disgusting. Uh, Jai Courtney reprising his role as Captain Boomerang as well, um, can't forget that, and yeah, Weasel is strange as anything. What a weird, yeah. weird character. And oh, what so is it doing on the Suicide at.
1: Squad? <laughs> uh, I don't know, but I love it. It's the most James Gunn thing we could have.
0: So this
1: film looks really fun. Looks really fun. So I've got a theory about what we saw from that Roll Call video. I'm trying to find like an image of all the... So they've all got little cartoon cutouts, haven't they? Yeah. Some of them have got blood in weird places, and I'm wondering if the ones with blood on are the ones that are going to die in this film.
0: Uh, maybe. Because be there's only easy. some of them. That would be a little bit too... like
1: It's almost like a little bit too early to start doing stuff like that. Yeah, but it's like... I've not seen anybody notice it. I've not seen anybody talk about it yet. I'm like, <laughs> is it something super subtle? And also, King Shark has only got blood on his teeth, so maybe he kills one of the other members. Maybe. Maybe he, maybe he eats TDK's arms. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they just fall off, and then you just see him pick up. He just rips one off and eats it.
0: Oh, man, the Polka Dot Man costume looks so weird because he's got the Polka Dots like bulging out of his face. <laughs> it looks so odd looks really strange it it looks like a lot of the costumes and stuff like he's really going quite comic heavy on them and just really out there
1: yeah he's going proper silly with it isn't he like Which john
0: cena's good. um oh, i've already peacekeeper. john cena's peacekeeper outfit just looks absolutely nuts it looks yeah. terrible but i'm sure on film it's gonna look pretty good
1: yeah definitely like when it's moving but also like some of these characters are dumb characters and like or just like have got dumb costumes and he's leaning into the dumb costumes just to be like are you fucking kidding me (laughs) like like you've got like the super serious like Bloodsport and um, like uh, excuse me just gagging a bit. <laughs> and then you've got like um Margot Robbie and stuff like that, like these more sort of like characters that we got used to, and like they seem like they fit into that world, and then you've got javelin, yeah, with a fucking bleach blonde wig and the bright like almost like like um Wolverine rip off costume with the blue and yellow and everything,
0: yeah, I mean, if you go through this, um there was the trailer where you've got the uh, behind the scenes look. If you yeah. go through this trailer at like half speed, you actually see quite a lot more. Yeah. Um it looks like it's just gonna be so action heavy. There's a I love big... how much
1: is practical in this film as well.
0: Yeah, and there's um the big like beach scenes and they look like they're trying to invade like it's almost a bit like Normandy style.
1: Yeah, so we also got the casting of like what seems to be a dictator of like a Cuban island or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, We got a casting of that, so I reckon they're probably going to be sent to take out this dictator, maybe. He might be holding like the island and all its people hostage, maybe, but then we find out that maybe there's a villain behind it. Yeah, I think that's Taika Waititi. It's got to be. I, I reckon so. Now that you've said it, because we didn't get any news about Taika Waititi, you see? but he was in that... like At the end of the roll call, his name was still on it there. Yeah. So I reckon he's going to be... like because we haven't had any sort of reveal about the villain like they were hinting at um this guy um like el presidente was like not a good guy but it's like you're just not going to have like a n- like a, a dictator that nobody knows of from the comic books or anything like that like you're not going to have him as like your big bad of this film mm. so there must be like s- like a, a big bad villain that people are going to know of in this film
0: yeah, who do you think your like main focuses are going to be? Who do you think your focus characters will be for this? Because obviously it's such a
1: big cast. So I'm trying to figure out from looking at the poster as well. Like obviously Margot Robbie and probably Jai Courtney's um, Captain Boomerang. They're, uh, those two and Joel Kinnaman are the only returning members of the team. Mm-hmm. So they're probably going to be like your three... Mains and then probably Nah Bloodsport because Idris Elba a big actor. Um, maybe Peacekeeper. Yeah, I was thinking I thought we had like a lot of Peacekeeper in the first in the like the look that we got. Yeah, like they full on explained who his character was, didn't they, in the featurette? yeah
0: but also i think they might do what they did in the uh, suicide squad film first to, rather than having to go through so much introduction with the um with like what the, you know how they do that quick little um preamble to show off the characters and stuff they yeah. might have something like that and that might be a lot of the stuff
1: that we see um for i reckon they might do that on the mission though so uh, we've got like so we have got like the A team sort of like go in, um, like which are some of the lower level ones. I reckon we still might get a lot of early deaths, and yeah. they'll sort of they might introduce them as the dying, <laughs> <laughs> <Amazing>. <laughs> which would be really funny. And then so you, you see them would... on a mission, and you're like, "Who the fuck are these guys?" And then it introduces them one by one as they die or something. Yeah, maybe as you sort you of like a mic take of the first one.
0: Yeah, maybe you find out straight away who dies at the beginning of the film. <laughs> And then it then goes back and re what? Maybe they all die. Maybe they just all die apart from Harley Quinn, and it's Harley yeah. Quinn telling the story, just like she did in Birds of Prey. Possibly. <laughs> I love how in this behind the scenes you literally see King Shark pick someone up and eat them. Yeah, just so good. I'm really excited nang, for the Suicide nang. Squad. I'm re- I'm just think it's going to be so fun. Put it on the screen now. When is it yeah. out, Chris? Too
1: far away. Uh, 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 2021. Yeah, uh, Yeah. okay. <laughs> I just went back on the poster and it says 2020, but that's underneath DC Fandom, so I think it was like DC Fandom 2020. So yeah. so who do you think will survive? Uh, Margot Robbie. <laughs> <Yeah>. Rick Flagg. <laughs> yeah. Amanda Waller. Me? Maybe. Uh, Amanda Waller. Uh, Captain Boomerang. Okay. Uh, maybe bloodsport because it's Izzarus Elba. Uh, you'd probably have to pick one of the weird ones to survive as well. Weasel. So I, I'll I'd, I'd, <laughs> I'd probably say weasel. Oh, King Shark will have to stay. Yeah, King Shark will have to stay, and then maybe Polka Dot Man because it seems like he really likes Polka Dot Man.
0: Yeah, yeah. I and also, kill... Poker
1: Dot Man's such a fucking funny character. Yeah, and, I like,
0: reckon he'll it... kill um, Savant. I think he'll kill off Michael. Ruggins oh yeah, character.
1: definitely. Like all the banter that they were having and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, I just I've got to put him in because it's Michael Rooker and I'm James Gunn. But I just can't fucking stand his character. Like he's a really fucking shit guy type thing. Like, so there's a shot here. So there's a shot of, um. The Suicide Squad walking like behind the in front of the American flag. Yeah. So it's Weasel, Blackguard, Mongol, Javelin, Captain Boomerang, T D K, Savant, and then Rick Flag. So I reckon that might be like the A team, and it's literally just Captain Boomerang and Rick Flag left at the end of that mission.
0: Oh, uh, okay. Maybe interesting.
1: Or maybe Weasel as well, and that's when Weasel's sort of like locked up after that. They're like, yeah, we don't take him out on any more missions after the last one. <laughs> so he's just sort of like weaseling about it in a cage for the entire film.
0: Yeah, they were already a team, and then, yeah, they, they get everybody else on board. It's a yeah. big team. They've got to be going up against a really big threat.
1: Because then you'll have Thinker, King Shark. Margot Robbie, Margot Robbie, like she's the character, Harley Quinn, <laughs> the blurring together at this point, uh, King Shark, um, Polka Dot Man, Ratcatcher. which, to be honest, we've seen all of those guys in sort of like that Cuban sort of setting, mm-hmm. but we haven't, I don't think we've seen Blackguard, Javelin, we saw Mongol there as well, actually. Yeah. But we haven't seen like TDK or Savant there, we haven't seen Blackguard or Javelin there, so. no. Nah.
0: I think we won't be far off a trailer for this. I mean, we've got a trailer for Matt Reeves' Batman, which we'll get Exactly, and
1: this is wrapped production, but we didn't get an actual trailer of this. We just got a behind-the-scenes one. Because I reckon maybe the trailer might give too much away, so they'll wait to drop the trailer. Yeah. Right, we need to move on. So we've got two more things to talk about. Uh, We can talk about the Snyder Cut, or we can talk about the Batman first. We talk about the Snyder Cut first, so we do our big headline piece at the end so everyone stays listening. And we don't need to talk as much about the Snyder cut I don't think because we've talked it to death already.
0: Yeah, so we got a big look at the a proper Snyder cut trailer. Um yeah, we spoke about this and so basically this film is going to be well, this film so to speak, it's going to be a series, isn't it? So it's going to be Eight. 4 hours
1: long. Yeah, four 1-hour pieces which I'm oh. all for 4 hours of this. I mean Zack Snyder's definitely got his way. Because he, <laughs> he
0: loves I mean, just gotta look at the ultimate cut of um Batman versus Superman. Yeah. Like his best films are where he can put everything he's shot into it, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, man, four hours, wow. Um mm. it's gonna be a long, long watch. But I'm I'm glad. I mean, something like the Justice League and what they were trying to cover off, it really needs it. And it looks like by the trail, like from the trailer, we're getting so much more. You know, you're getting almost like a mini Flash movie and a mini Cyclops movie in there. By the looks of things, Cyborg, um, Cyborg. Why did I keep saying, saying Cyclops? No, I said it on the chat the other day. <laughs> Too many
1: size, 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 size
0: um, Yeah, it looks cool. But, well, I mean, Justice League was going to be split, wasn't it? It was going to be part one, part two. So essentially, it's just going to be that because you know, if you add the films of roughly about two hours. You're you're not yeah. a million miles away from having that, so it's not really the cut, th- it's just the Justice League again, isn't it? So Yeah.
1: But the, there's apparently not gonna be any of Joss Whedon's footage in this. It's literally just what um uh Zack Snyder shot. So he's shot the entire film. That's crazy. And he's got
0: four hours of Snyder footage with no Joss Whedon footage.
1: Yeah. Like they reshot so much of the film. I bet Josh Whedon isn't very happy. Sure. Probably not, but at the same time he, he must have realised that like something went wrong on this production. <laughs> yeah. Like people are even saying like like this isn't Josh Whedon's best work. Like you've seen he did two Avengers films and they were great. Mm. Like one wasn't as good as the other, but the first one was great, like Everything that Joss Whedon tends to put his hand to seems to be pretty good. Like he created Buffy, how well loved is that, and everything. I mean, people were even saying that his episode of Glee was better than his version of Justice League. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't know that Joss Whedon directed an episode of Glee. <laughs>
0: um There's been a bit of talk that um that Joss Whedon's actually being investigated because of um Claims that Ray Fisher made about how he conducted himself on set during the Justice League reshoots.
1: I have heard this, yeah. Yeah, so
0: the Um, article I'm reading is from NME. It says, uh, Justice League production to be investigated over claims Joss Whedon was abusive. Not good. Yeah.
1: I heard this a while ago, but I didn't dive into it because I I think the story was breaking as I was moving into my house. So I was like, I don't have time for this. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Well, Ray Fisher tweeted out about it as well. Um, yeah, after five definitely. weeks of interviews with various casting crew, Warner Media has officially launched an independent third-party investigation to get to the heart of the toxic and abusive work environment created during the Justice League reshoots.
1: Yeah, if you notice during the fandom, like nobody even sort of named him. It was just sort of... The theatrical cut. Oh, that version. The other version, the theatrical cut. Nobody was like, oh, the Joss Whedon version.
0: Yeah. Wow. Um, In the words of uh, Zack Snyder, he said that the Snyder Cut will be released on HBO Max in 2021. Snyder has stressed that his version will disregard the film completed and released by Whedon. Um, he said, "I would destroy the movie." Snyder said, "I would set it on fire before I use a single frame that I did not photograph. I would literally blow that fucking <sighs> thing up." Oh Oof. my god,
1: Oof. Oof. savagery! Jesus. This is uh, see, this is the passion that he had for the film. Like, I don't think anybody can be pissed off about him being back on production for this one.
0: And our verdict is: it looks good. It, it looks does really so good.
1: We're seeing black suit Superman. Uh, we're seeing his like obviously there's going to be a big drastic change of how he comes back um, and his reintroduction to the team and everything like that. I, like this film just seems totally different. We're getting more of the nightmare stuff as well. Uh, Barry Allen and the Speed Force. Um, so much going on. Like, well, I think it's all stuff that we mostly covered before. What what new stuff have we seen? So we've got destroyed Fall of Justice. Yeah, yeah. it opened with just Darkseid. Which, straight away, boom. Which, um, yeah. What do you think about is, look, it's Darkseid. It's a big grey monster. Well, that's what Darkseid is anyway. Do Um, you know what? I reckon this will be, like, proto-Darkseid. So, that looks like it's from the flashback battle against the Atlanteans and the Amazons and everything like that. That's what that scene looks like to me. Yeah. so I reckon like that's that version of him. Like he was a bit more primal as the Earth was a bit more primal. So he was like he wasn't using his like uh, Omega beams and stuff like that, and he didn't have any armor or something. He just had like a big mace essentially, didn't he? Yeah. So I reckon that'll be that version. And then the version that they come up against the Justice League will be a bit more sort of like he's got the face mask on, he's got the the armor and stuff with the because he he sort of had the upside down Omega symbol like scarred into his chest almost yeah i reckon he's gonna have more of the armor and stuff like that he's gonna look more like the the version of dark side that we know
0: yeah i think that it's definitely a bit more of a primal dark side yeah. isn't it and obviously he's been defeated by the atlanteans and the the amazonians and and all that and I, think... I
1: think it might be sort of like an ego thing for him as well. Like he sees like the earth is a bit more primitive at that time. Like we didn't have advanced technology. So he was like, okay, I'll I'll, I'll fight these guys on on their level type mm. thing. Yeah, You know, sort of like um, Thanos at the beginning of Infinity War. Yeah, for sure.
0: Um, and then I think maybe we will then get, like it'll then make more sense why he's sending someone like Steppenwolf. And mm-hmm. that he's got—is um, it Deceed? Sorry, so his name's actually Desard. Um, yeah. we get looks at both of them, so we get a look at the new Steppenwolf and a look at Desard Um, what do you think of them? What do you think of the
1: uh, new look? I think Steppenwolf looks much better now. He's not just a weird, like, horrible-looking man. Um, and Desard looks pretty cool. Like, he's got like the weird-shaped chin, and he's got the hood, and it looks like like, me- metallic armor almost, so I'm reading here uh, the Sarge serves as Darkseid's master torturer ah, uh, very cool I reckon uh, they might kidnap um, Cyborg at one point to try and get the mother box out of him. Mm-hmm. so that what might be what that scene is like he's torturing Cyborg
0: yeah, it makes sense makes sense mm. Mm. Um and maybe that's why you see cyborgs really struggling
1: yeah I'm well like- they hinted at that in the Joss Whedon version didn't they like, there was talks about him being like he might be the enemy because he's made of a mother box and like, you see at one point like he can't control his rocket arm and stuff like that Um. so it might delve into that a lot more like the struggle of cyborg because he just sort of whined about it in one scene to his dad but he didn't seem to struggle any other time
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, and we all, we know from like the footage that we got from the first trailers and stuff when Zack Snyder was originally on the project and what he was saying about it, it's going to be a lot more of a struggle, and he's trying to find his humanity and all this sort of stuff. He's trying to struggle against this new body, this new form that he's in. So, I reckon we are going to get a lot more of like his body fighting against Victor Stone.
0: Yeah, that's cool. Uh yeah, I like how you get the um you know you get the college days for Victor Stone, you get mm-hmm. the Barry Allen saving Iris West and stuff, you've got you've got those scenes that we wanted in, in the beginning to give these characters a bit more humanity. Um, yeah, I'm
1: hoping Barry seems more like Barry in this instead of like an erratic ADHD like like version of Wally West but with Barry Allen's backstory. Yeah, for sure. I think it looks like we'll be getting a little bit
0: of his um like a bit of time travel. And I think that may be where it links in with the whole um nightmare yeah. scenes, maybe. Um which will then tie back to what happened in um Batman, know, versus yeah, Batman versus Superman. Batman versus Superman. So yeah, it's just, definitely, it's just crazy, man, to think like all this stuff that we see of like the and the look of Steppenwolf and all the stuff from like all the new footage that we've seen in this that was just left on the cutting room floor when when we got the version of Justice League that we saw.
1: Just... And also, uh, Aquaman's story is seems like it's completely different in this. Like, so in the version that we got in the theatrical cut. He goes to Atlantis to stop Steppenwolf and then he leaves with all the Atlantean armor and stuff. Whereas in this, he's leaving it there. Like, mm. he he's like going on a more soul searching journey before he takes on the mantle of Aquaman.
0: Yeah. No, and it looks really good. Really Everyone
1: good. is just totally different. Like, every character in this seems totally different.
0: Yeah. And I think visually it looks insane. Like, the bits where I'm assuming. Barriers potentially, um, you know, time traveling, and then you've got speed force, yeah, yeah, and then you've got the whole bit where I am assuming it's cyborg, and you see all the missiles in the air, and they get
1: moved. There is going to be such big, big moments in this. Um, Yeah, I am not sure if that's like inside his mind, sort of like almost in the Matrix type thing, or inside the Mother Box because it looks like Vic Stone, like college cyborg. Yeah, doesn't look like he's got any augments but then he's controlling like the entire world's missiles almost.
0: Yeah, it looks awesome. I'm super hyped. Super super hyped. Yeah, definitely. Um but it's just crazy to think that how long it took us to get this and how we got it, you know, just from people going on and on and on and on about the Snyder <laughs> cut and the cast going on about the Snyder cut and it just it just seems like Warner Brothers and DC have just started to just listen.
1: And yeah,
0: I think they've really, I think this is now the year or the net, maybe the next couple of years of just DC just owning it. I think that they had a, they had, they were, you know, they were fighting a losing battle against Marvel anyway with what yeah. Marvel had built. But now that kind of that arc has ended, and maybe you know Marvel have kind of got a rebuild, so to speak, now, and you know they've got to get back. They've they're starting with their new, you
1: know, their yeah, new they've phase. got a fresh a fresh slate now, haven't they? Whereas DC have had the stumble, and now they're finding the footing,
0: and they have found it very well. <laughs> so. I think
1: I think just the fact that they course corrected from instantly trying to build a huge universe straight off the bat. Without like putting in the groundwork first, they tried to skip a step, and I think that's why they stumbled. Um, that's a good analogy, that do you <laughs> they reckon... tried to skip a step, but now reckon... they've got like these smaller personal stories, and they're, they're telling more interesting individual stories instead of rolling it all into one,
0: yeah, for sure. I mean, do you reckon based on the like the reception of the Snyder cut when it finally comes out? Do you reckon they'd maybe bring him back for doing more future stuff? Possibly for
1: another Justice League or a Superman. I don't think they would move him onto a different property. I think they would give him Man of Steel 2 or Justice League 2.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. But super excited, super Mm -hmm. excited. Uh, And then the final thing we need to talk about is the definitive, the Batman. The Batman. Holy Man. Oh.
1: oh, oh! Considering they've only shot a quarter of this film, we had a two and a half minute trailer.
0: Two and a half minutes of just pure like a They have film.
1: nailed the tone. They have nailed the characters. They've like, and and also we also got the reveal that this is not going to be standalone as well. It's getting a prequel series for Gotham PD,
0: mm-hmm.
1: like by. Uh, matt reeves and i can't remember the name of the writer that's going to be on it but so they are banking in on this hard oh, they have got faith in this project and after seeing this trailer i'm all for it like i see why they've got so much faith in it
0: yeah it's almost like really fleshed out already isn't it considering you're only looking at some of the shots from 25 percent of the film
1: it it
0: looks flawless It does. It looks great. And that's a crazy thing to say for a trailer that is quite, you know, it doesn't tell you too much, but, and also it's only 25% of the film.
1: See, I think it tells you so much, but it doesn't spoil anything. It tells you everything that you need to know to go. Like, this could be the only trailer that this film drops, and people would know what they're getting in for when they go into the cinema absolutely so robert patterson's batman looks incredible looks yeah really the suit fresh. looks great in the setting
0: and it looks great with him wearing it the, the it some does. of the shots like the shots that we've seen of the bat suit apart from that test footage were of the uh, stunt double stunt on double, the bike yeah where what we're seeing here is him wearing it and it, it's obviously like he's a lot more slender but mm-hmm. he looks wicked it just looks really good the yeah, bit he where does.
1: he's uh, punching that guy man oh oh jeez brutal he doesn't even move he just rips this guy apart and then while he's down just keeps going in and i think that's so this is the second year of batman like i think he's still finding his footing of how he wants to be as batman uh, he's still figuring out like how far he wants to push himself how much he wants to push what he's doing um i think this is sort of like almost mental games as well like there's a whole gang of him in front of him and he might not feel confident enough to take on what it could have been like 10 guys there at once Mm -hmm. he might not felt comfortable in doing that so he he put up like a display of like this is what i can do to you guys sort of and that's why he went harder on that guy to be like because the film in him as well just to fucking scare the shit out of him almost because that's what he's trying to do. He's trying to build this reputation of of fear and everything like that. He's yeah. trying to become vengeance, as he says. Yeah, it's nuts.
0: And then you've got um, a little bit of a look at the villains or some of the villains that we know we're getting in this. So mm-hmm. you've got a look at the Riddler. Uh, very, very quickly, we're assuming at the end where he's um he's you know he's taping up that um that guy. And yeah, at the beginning it, with the goggles and everything, The goggles, and it looks like he's got like a mask over his head. It looks almost
1: a little bit like Baron Zemo esque. Um, yeah, it's sort of like a ski mask over the face. Get what you mean? Yeah, kind of. It reminded lighter. me of the first rat catcher actually, with like the the hoodie and the goggles and stuff like that.
0: <laughs> yeah, it just looks good, man. Looks really good.
1: The Riddler stuff, like the clues, seem really good. I think that's what's going to be They're really Like proper, like zodiac clues as well. Like, yeah. It's like an enigma thing. It's not going to be, like, obvious. I mean, for anyone keeping up to date with this film, we're going to know that Riddler is probably going to be the final villain behind a lot of it. But mm-hmm. it, it's probably going to be the thrill of the chase, is what the film's going to be about. Yeah. Like,. For anybody watching the film, we're going to know that the Riddler is going to be the one behind it all, but how is he doing it and what's he doing it for? So this this gave us a lot of clues about what he's doing it for, and he's yeah. trying to bring down the corruption in every part of um, Gotham, and apparently it's going to like tie back into like the Waynes and whether they were complicit or turning a blind eye and stuff. I think we might get a nod to maybe the Court of Owls or the just... Putting it all on like the wealthy, the elites of Gotham have corrupted the city and everything. and yeah. that's what and the rizzlers trying to undo. We,
0: we totally forgot to mention the Court of Owls for the Gotham Knights game.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. That that cool. Gotham uh, that Gotham Knights game had every villain that you could think of had like an Easter egg or something in there. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, the look, can we take a second to talk about? Is that Colin Farrell as the Penguin? Okay, so I've seen this on Twitter today. The prosthetics and uh, makeup department from the UK have tweeted out and, uh, sorry, put out an Instagram post confirming that it is definitely Colin Farrell. They've made the prosthetics for him. Made, like, a fat suit for him and everything. He's got, like, the face scar and the pointy nose. It's unrecognisable. He looks fantastic. It's only, like, the eyes that you can tell. It is literally a different person. And, like, some somebody in the comments was like, oh, you've hashtag Colin Farrell, but... We have no confirmation that this is Colin Farrell. Like, we're working on this film. We made this prosthetic. It's Colin Farrell. It's like, yeah, but how do how do I know that? And it's like, cause I'm telling you that right now. It's like <laughs> we worked on this. We made these prosthetics.
0: Well, you've heard it here first.
1: So, uh, like, that blew my mind. Like, so he's the one in the car chase at the end as well and stuff like. He's unrecognizable. apparently he's not going to be liked being called the Penguin, but he's probably going to own it by the end of it. Like, he'll probably become a crime boss, and, like, he realises that the Penguin brand will probably work for him.
0: Yeah, it just seems so, like, crazy, because do you remember that first, those behind-the-scenes photos we saw of Colin Farrell as the Penguin, and he has, like, that moustache and that white hair, and we thought it was going to be, like, a new look? This was the last
1: thing I was expecting to see. It's, like, the exact opposite. Like, somebody made a good point. Uh, I've watched that many things, it I can't remember who said it, but like they were, it was probably because he was under so many prosthetics and he had a wig and everything like that because he looks like he's bald and in it and stuff like that as well. Like he could do whatever he wanted because he was underneath an intra prosthetic. Yeah. It's mad. I will not want to have a mustache under that though. If they're like gluing silicone to my face all the time. Yeah. Uh, what did you think of Selena Kyle? Oh, uh, she seems pretty cool. I think we might get a different version of her outfit later on. Yeah. Um but it it's a very much a grounded, like it's an early days, like Batman's been around for two years, but this one's gonna introduce like his Rogues Gallery and Selena Kyle and all that. So this works as she's a cat burglar. Like it might be sort of like completely unintentional to begin with that like it sort of looks like a cat and stuff like that, and then she's sort of leaning into it as well, like developing, but like we see her doing like somersaults and spin kicks and stuff like that at Batman. Like she's definitely got the agility and everything of Catwoman. Like she's seems to be more cat like as opposed to Anne Hathaways was more of just like a master thief, wasn't she? Mm-hmm. And she was good at fighting but she wasn't cat like whereas this seems like like the Catwoman physicality. Yeah. And the vibe of this whole thing is just
0: Obviously, you know, you've got someone like, you've got such a good cast and to see him, it almost seems like with stuff like, you know, when we got Batman versus Superman, where the vibe like kind of changes at points, there's like almost bits of humor. It just feels like we're not going to get any of that in here. It's just going to be absolute balls of the wall, grit, dark, a bad time. You've got yeah. a bloody guy getting out of a car that's got stuff like plastered all over it, um, yeah. And like, he's got a, for this is for Batman or whatever, or to the Batman, and he's and he's got like a bomb strapped up strapped, with yeah, and stuff, up yeah. with bombs and yeah. I just I think Robert Patterson, I think off the back of this film, he's gonna be one of the best
1: Batmans that we've had. Definitely, like he seems so good. Like, I was just looking at who was the cinematographer for this. So, obviously, we've got Matt Reeves directing it, who's been doing the Planet of the Apes films and stuff like that. Um, the cinematographer he did, Rogue One, and he's doing Dune. So, like, his stuff looks great. We just know he does. So, that's probably why the vibe and the aesthetic of all this, like, looks so good and everything like that and we've got to take a second so for the grease
0: makeup on the eyes
1: yeah. yeah like instead of like somebody showed like a cut of the Keaton version like it cuts to Selena Kyle and then back to Keaton and it's all of a sudden he doesn't have the black around the eyes so he could take the mask off like why do they always fucking forget that all the time like I he's obviously using it to conceal it himself at times as well to show the dark brooding emo nature of him so, oh, gotta have your guyliner on when you're fighting crime. Oh, you gotta! Yeah, like you can't be a miserable orphan without a bit of like emo guyliner. You know what I mean? Like, of, you need to show those black tears scrolling down your face. You can't but, just have normal tears. Gets in the Batmobile and blasts yeah. the Black Parade out as loud as he can. <laughs> He's definitely a my chemical romance fan. So the Absolutely. two people that I was noticing missing from this trailer was Andy Circus. We heard uh, Alfred, but yeah. we didn't see him and. John Turturro is Carmen Falcone. So yeah. we know this is based off uh, the long Halloween and also Matt Reeves' name dropped, uh, Ego, which is more of a bit of an introspective Batman story talking about like his fractured psyche and all that sort of thing, which is really interesting that he's going down that line. Um, but if it is the long Halloween, the Carmen Falcone plays a major part in this film, but we haven't seen John Turturro yet in the trailer. No, they might not have even shot much of his part
0: yet, though. This is the thing, we're still missing 75% of the film.
1: Yeah. So I'm wondering, I reckon they're going to be basing it off The Long Halloween, but changing it from who the villain in The Long Halloween is, which I don't know if you want me to spoil or anything like that. I think they're going to change the main villain to be the Riddler, but follow a similar story.
0: It was Scarecrow to the Riddler, right? It uh, Was wasn't Scarecrow. Scarecrow. Was Scarecrow not part of The Long
1: Halloween? Uh, he's not the main villain of it, no. I uh, think okay. a lot of the vi- uh, rogues gallery appear in it because The Long Halloween is set over an entire year. Ah, uh, okay. Um, so, uh, this is if I'm remembering it all right. I think it is because I believe the villain has something to do with that, which I'm not going to spoil because... We have got some casting that we don't know who they're playing and stuff like that. But it would make sense that the Riddler is the final villain. But we might get hints of other villains in this. Like I said, like the Rogues Gallery is is forming throughout the film, so we might get hints of these other ones, which might maybe lean more into, um, you know, like the Long Halloween villains and stuff like that. Yeah.
0: Okay. Cool. Cool. Um. Yeah, really excited for everything from DC Fandom. Really, really excited. Um, it's really got me absolutely begging for next year, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think uh, that wraps it up. I think it's been a nice long episode uh, talking about everything from the Fandom.
1: Yeah, so I'm looking now. Villains such as Two-Face, Scarecrow, Joker, Mad Hatter, Poison Ivy and Riddler all make appearances in the long Halloween, but they're not the the main villain of it. Ah, okay. Cool. But Falcone plays like a serious part in that story. And obviously, with him being a high up elite in Gotham, but also being a mob boss, that's probably where it's going to get into all the corruptions and things.
0: Wicked. Cool. Right. Um, let's wrap it up for another week. Um, make sure you check us out Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at GetRealPod. Uh, sorry. At
1: GetRealPod. No. At GetRealPod on socials and then. Get real pod uk at gmail.com. Thank you for saving me there. Make sure
0: you check out the podcast, uh, share it with your friends if you think it's something they'd be into as well. You can support us by leaving us a like, favorite review, saving us on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, everywhere you get your podcast You can leave us a review on something like PodChaser that would really help um that goes to everywhere apparently don't know how it works but just leaving us a review supporting us sharing <laughs> socials tag us at us just do anything let us know you listen to
1: us engage with us and all that sort of good stuff definitely like let us know all your theories about these upcoming films what you think the main team or who's going to survive the suicide squad Uh, let us know your thoughts of the batman reveal obviously this is the biggest thing that everyone is talking about online at the moment let us know your thoughts and opinions and which one of the two games you're more excited for you looking forward to gotham knights or the suicide squad kills the justice league let us know
0: Yeah, wicked, right? We will see you next week where we maybe talk about Tenet. Right, take care, everyone. Speak to (laughs) you next time. Bye-bye.